0: Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Learn American English with this guy. It is cold today. It is chilly. It is bone-chilling cold outside. It's about 5 degrees Fahrenheit, which, for all of you who don't use Fahrenheit, I did the conversion, and it's negative... 15 Celsius, or 15 degrees below zero. You might hear an American say it either way. It's either 15 below or 15 below zero. So that is in Celsius. And if it's above zero, we just say the number. So it's five degrees Fahrenheit. So very cold, a day that I just want to stay inside and not leave, and learn my Italian, which I did this morning. I spent uh, about a half an hour on Duolingo, which I think is helpful. A lot of people don't like it, but I like it because that is basically where I get my grammar from. Like, I learned how to, you know, make words plural in Italian, uh, to show possession, to show that somebody owns something. Uh, So to use like adjectives correctly. So Duolingo, I think, is limited because some of the things they have you say are kind of ridiculous. I, I can't even think of anything right now, but just some crazy stuff. But I think with the grammar, Duolingo works... I do pay the $10 a month because I get a lot of the questions wrong, but they just let me keep continuing and I don't have to have the hearts or whatever. So I have unlimited hearts, I think they call it for Duolingo. And uh, I watched a little Peppa Pig in Italian. And um, the Peppa Pig episode I watched was about stinky cheese and they were buying fish, and some wooden fish, and some plastic cheese, I think, but I watched it uh, a couple times, I'll watch it a few more, I wrote down the vocabulary I didn't know, and I do have the, the subtitles on, it's what we call it in English, and the subtitles that YouTube generates are not perfect, but they do help me visualize uh, the words that are being said. And I'm getting better at Italian, so I know when eh, that's not quite right. So, But um, I figured in this podcast, I would talk about just my normal life, my normal weekend. And I have gotten a few comments about that, that people like it when I just talk about daily activities in America and I would like to shout out Manuela from Germany because she was one of the people that said that just talk about normal life Um, and there is another question I would like to answer and I apologize because I lost the person who asked this question so I can't give them a shout out. I'm sorry. But they wanted to know what people over 40 do for work in the United States. And since I'm over 40, and my brother and my sister and their spouses are over 40, and most of my friends were over 40, we're all pretty old, I thought I would be qualified to speak on what people over 40 do in the United States and probably specifically in the Northeast because most of my friends and family live in the Northeast. Although my wife's family lives in Alabama. So I suppose I could talk a little bit about what people do down there, but, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's my circle of friends So it might not be entirely accurate, because I do come from a family of teachers, mostly, which you will see. But I hope uh, those two things that I talk about today, I hope my pace is good. I hope it's not too fast, not too slow, just like Goldilocks and the porridge, not too hot, not too cold. And this morning, um, the podcast just reached 2,000 listens, which I'm told is very good in the first 26 days of a podcast. Usually, um, the listens aren't as much as what I'm getting, so I thank you all for tuning in, I hope you're getting something out of this podcast, I hope your English listening comprehension is better, um... One thing um, I did hear from a listener who calls himself or herself Honey from Morocco is that they would like another podcast with a transcript. And I promise I will do another one of those. Because I think it does help to see the words that are being said. It's really, really helpful. However, it's really, really time-consuming for me to um, write down what I will say. I did that once for episode seven with just the basic greetings. And as I see, um, I can see, excuse me, how many listens a podcast gets. So that helps me judge like, Oh, is that popular? Do people like to hear that? And of course the idioms and the slang are some of the most popular um along with um i can't some of the earlier episodes were just what i did that day after christmas those have been popular too but the uh basic greetings episode 7 hasn't been so popular so i can imagine that most of you who are listening are at least at the intermediate level and don't really need the basics so but i will make another podcast With a transcript, it just doesn't allow me to speak as I guess naturally because I will be reading the transcript. But I will do one of those in the future. It will probably be a shorter podcast just because of the transcript. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. So I will talk a little bit about what my weekend will look like on this very chilly, very cold morning. Um, I am leaving for Massachusetts in about three hours uh, because my son is down there with my sister and my nephew and they are in a hockey tournament. Since this weekend is Martin Luther King Weekend, it's a weekend designed to observe Martin Luther King's birthday. And I think he is pretty known around the world for what he did for um, the rights of Americans in the 1960s, specifically black Americans, but um, also that started movement for more Um, voting power for women, and just a lot of minorities. So we take that weekend to remember Dr. King. But also, um, it's a long weekend, so hockey tournaments love to schedule games because it's a three-day weekend. Actually, the game started yesterday, which was Friday. So I had to work, but my sister took the day off from work, and took my son and my nephew down about two hours away to Massachusetts. And as I've said in a previous podcast, two hours away, that means it takes two hours to drive there. They had a game very early in the morning at 8 o'clock, and so they got a hotel room so they wouldn't have to travel that far in the morning because my son has to be and my nephew have to be at their the arena that they play in they have to be there 1 hour before that's what their coach says so most of the players spent the night in a hotel room and then played their two games on friday they have they lost both games they're playing very good competition my son is 12 years old but his team is actually ranked um, number 61 in the whole nation. In the whole USA, at his age, his team is ranked within the top 100. And yesterday, I think he played like the 53rd team and lost to them 5-3. to three, And then played like the 51st team and lost 3-1 to one to them. So... They're close. They're right there. And then they play another team ranked in the top 50 today, which we are going down. My daughter, my wife, and my brother-in-law, who is also a teacher, he had to work yesterday. So we are going down today, and we will spend the night at a hotel with the other parents of the hockey players. And we usually have a few drinks that include alcohol and relax and laugh and have fun. There are a lot of um, people on my son's hockey team that uh, we are friends with, so it works out well. The only person who really doesn't have a friend there is my daughter. She's 14 and she's into theater, but she's not into sports and and none of the boys on my son's team have sisters who are my daughter's age, so I'm sure she will be on her phone quite a bit and have, I don't know, Snapchats and TikToks or something with her friends at the hotel, and they have a game tomorrow morning pretty early. I believe it's 8 o'clock on a Sunday, so we will go to that game, and we will probably go home because they would have had to have won, ooh, that is tricky, that's a tricky tense right there in English, so I'm talking about the past, I don't even know what it's called, but I'll say it again, so my son's team would have had to have won both games yesterday to play on Monday for like the championship I'll say that again. That's a tricky tense. I wish I knew the name, but my son's team would have had to have won yesterday to play on Monday. I don't, I don't, I wish I knew in the listener comments, uh, if if you know that tense and what I have found is that people who are learning English know more of the technical stuff than I do. And I'm an English teacher. Now, I teach middle school, so the stuff that I teach is not as technical as that. But if you can use that tense correctly and consistently, I would say you have to be at a C2. I would have to say that. Now, I truly believe I am a C2 in English, but I would also say that many Americans are not at a C2, I don't know if I I know for a fact that all Americans my age, not all, can use that tense correctly. I would say a lot of native English speakers in America are C1, but not C2. Um, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't have the statistics to back me up, but I believe that's true. So, I think for this long weekend, um, we will probably just hang out as a family when we get home tomorrow. maybe watch some movies, watch some Netflix, uh, pop some popcorn, stay inside, maybe do some chores. Um, the house is pretty clean right now, but it could always use a little touch up, maybe a little little sweep here or there. And just uh, relax and get ready for the short week. Uh, I have what is called a teacher's workshop on Tuesday. A teacher's workshop is where the students do not go to school. Only the teachers. And we have people that come into the school to teach us how to be better teachers. So that's a teacher's workshop has an apostrophe S at the end, a teacher's workshop. So my kids who go to my school only have a three-day week. They only go to school this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we're back. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about what people do for work over 40 in the United States. And these are people that I know. So I will start with my wife and I. We are teachers. Should I go over when you use I or me in English right now? That just occurred to me. Um, there are a lot of people in English that just use me. Like, they will say, me and my wife are teachers. And that's fine. That's fine. But, in English... And I know this is not the same in Italian because you put the, the EO, the I, in front of the person you're talking about. But in English, we... Put the person we are talking about before ourselves. For example, my wife and I are teachers. So if you are using the um, talking about yourself in the subject, if you are doing the action, you use I. If you are having something done to you, then you will use me. For what I say, if if the I comes towards the beginning of the sentence or if you come towards the beginning of the sentence, you use the I. If it's towards the end of the sentence, it's probably me. So if you, um, let's see, Valentine's day is coming up and let's say my wife gave me a present. My wife is the subject. She's doing the action. And I'm having the action done to me. So I use me for that. I do the action. Me has the action done to it. I'll give you a couple more examples. So, um, and I, I'll use something maybe besides my wife. But on Tuesday, my colleagues and I are going to be learning how to be better teachers remember I talked about in the last segment I have a teacher's workshop on Tuesday so um, I could change that around and say on Tuesday educators will talk to me about becoming a better teacher so The me usually comes in the middle or the end of the sentence and then the I usually comes at the beginning just to try to make it a little bit easier. But like I said, I could and if you are an English language learner nobody is going to give you a hard time about saying my wife and me or me and my wife if you're just casually speaking. If you are taking a test Well, I bet they will mark you wrong if you say me and my wife. But that is how a lot of people talk. Um, I think a lot of people who are learning English get so worried about saying the wrong thing. And like I try to stress in this podcast over and over is that most people will hear your accent and they will know, oh, not a native English speaker. I understand what they're saying. They're not going to give you a hard time. But of course, every so often, you're going to find one person like, you said it wrong, you said it wrong, and correct you or repeat what you said, which I'm sure can get annoying. And I do apologize for all the English speakers out there who do that to you. But um, briefly, I'd just like to talk about right now what people over 40 do for work, at least the people that I know. So like I started saying, my wife and I are teachers and my brother-in-law, who is my sister's husband, he is also a teacher. We all teach middle school. I am an English teacher. My wife is a PE teacher or a physical education teacher or a gym teacher. Um, they're the people that, you know, show students, how to play basketball, how to stretch, that kind of stuff. And my brother-in-law is a social studies teacher or a history teacher. That's what he does. Now, my sister is a real estate agent, and she sells houses to people who are looking to buy them. My brother owns his own business, and in the winter... He plows snow, and I've talked about plowing snow in a couple other podcasts, but he has a truck, and a couple people who work for him who use his trucks, I think he has three or four trucks, that have plows, and for every snowstorm, he will go out, clear their driveways or clear their parking lots. He does plow for some local businesses. And they also will put down sand and salt if it's slippery on the parking lots and the sidewalks and the driveways. So, should I talk about that for a second? And I know in England it's a little bit different. But here, a parking lot would mean a large space for cars to park. A driveway would be a smaller place at someone's house for the car to park. And a sidewalk or a walkway would be, well, the sidewalk would be on the road for people to walk. Sidewalk. People walk on the sidewalk. And a walkway is a little path, usually with tar, or pavement, that people use to get to their front door, or their side door, or their back door. So I hope that's not too much vocabulary for you, but it's very specific vocabulary about certain things. So if there are any comments about that, please let me know in the comments section, or at Instagram, or on Twitter, or on Facebook, Uh, My sister-in-law, she works at a bank. Um, My best friend who lives in Rhode Island, he is a train engineer. He drives a train uh, for one of the subways or the T in Boston. So a metro um, uh, in England, I think they call it the tube. So he drives the train That goes underneath Boston. So he carries passengers. And his wife is a physician's assistant. A physician's assistant. Which is... Which basically can do everything a doctor does. Besides a couple things. But she had to go to school for a long time to be a physician's assistant. So definitely in the medical field. Um, I have another friend who owns an insurance company, so people buy insurance from him. If they get a new house and something goes wrong, he will cover them if they pay him a little bit each month. I'm sure most countries have insurance companies. And his wife is also a teacher, so that's why I said a lot of my friends and family are teachers. And yes, there are a lot of teachers in the United States, but I think just because I'm a teacher, I happen to know more of them. So, um, another common job that is around my area is this place called Bath Ironworks and it employs a lot of people nearby and at Bath Ironworks, they make large Uh, military ships for the U.S. government. And that employs thousands of people, all different kinds. Um, Some of my other friends are nurses. So a lot of people in the medical field, nurses. And uh, in fact, my next door neighbor, she is a nurse. And it doesn't matter how much snow we get on the ground, She still has to get into work. Um, Luckily, my work and my wife's work, where we work at school, if the weather is too bad here, they just close down. But there are some jobs that just never close, and we are supposed to get more snow this afternoon, four to six inches of snow, and it doesn't matter. She is still going to have to go to work, and sometimes her husband has to go out and Use the uh, snow blower which is a machine that will just lift the snow off the driveway and throw it to the side. So, she is a nurse. I have another neighbor who is a counselor. So, if somebody has a problem with substance abuse, like drugs or... That's what she is. She's a substance abuse counselor. I think mostly helping people who are addicted to drugs. And that is a a bit of a problem here in the United States. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Not with anybody I know, thankfully, but it is a problem. I think she gets a lot of work. And um, I have another neighbor who is a police officer. So those are some of the common jobs for people who are over 40 in the United States. And if you are in your 40s, like myself, you are probably just about halfway through your career. I am almost exactly halfway through my teaching career. I've been teaching 19 years, and I expect to teach about 19 more until I can collect my retirement. And of course, I've mentioned them in a podcast before this one. Uh, that my neighbors across the street are very old, 90, and I think she is 86, and of course they are retired. Most people, when they reach age 62 or 65 in the U.S., most, will retire. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. I hope that uh, some of the vocabulary wasn't too deep, wasn't too hard to understand, and of course, uh, feel free to re-listen if you need to, to catch anything. And of course, get with me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. All of that information is in the show notes. And I look forward to hearing you. See you next time.